podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. Hello everyone and welcome back to Series 2, Episode 7 of the She Can She Did podcast. Wherever you are in the world listening to this right now, be it a plane or tucked away in your little workshop or out on the farm herding your cows or at your desk in the office, I really hope you're having a great week and thank you so much as always for tuning in. If we haven't met yet, I'm Fee and today that means I'm the very snotty founder of She Can She Did, but for the sake of this podcast, Podcast means I'm the one asking the questions throughout this chat. As you can probably tell, I'm not feeling my very best recording this today, but you'll be pleased to know that I felt absolutely fine when I recorded the interview that you're about to listen to, so you only have to put up with this bunged up voice for a good 90 seconds more. Lucky you. Anyway, the feedback that I had from the audience at the most recent London Midweek Mingle about today's guest was up there with some of the very best yet, if I'm being honest. Not least because she was hilarious and had the whole room in stitches all night. But Dior Bediaco, aka the 28-year-old founder of Pepe Your Talk and the Junior Network, the members club that provides career support for young fashion professionals, is the first to admit that her path to success has been anything but easy. It only felt right, therefore, that I paid her a visit at the new Soho workspace last fortnight to delve into the details of her story so far. From her advice on socialising the idea and building a network before you launch how she's funded the business since day one, given that it was an idea that didn't lend itself to revenue from the outset, why she's recently scaled back to focus on learning more about business for long-term sustainability and growth, to how she deals with everyday challenges, like her own inner critic constantly questioning whether she's commercially minded enough and has what it takes to be an entrepreneur. As I'm sure you'll soon hear, I really resonated with so many elements of Dior's story and I'm really hoping that you'll find her advice as useful as I did. That's a snotty intro over, thanks for putting up with it and I really, really hope you enjoy the episode. I feel like you quite possibly have the best name going. <laughs> Thanks to my mum. Don't you think? Thank like, you, yeah. It just sounds like, I feel like when you're called Dior, you just have a presence. Like, you're born with a presence. Do you know what I say? Like, it's a good thing because no one forgets me, but yeah. then it's a bad thing because no one forgets me. <laughs> so if I do anything that other people deem as negative, yeah, yeah. yeah they're going to hold on to that and remember me forever. Oh, so I don't think I've ever had quite as much positive feedback about panellists ever. Wow! So, I'm very excited about this podcast. Oh my god, that is literally the best compliment of my day. <laughs> Do you want, should we start with what Peppa Your Talk is all about? In yes. Life? Okay, so I'm going to start off by saying Peppa Your Talks. No one ever hears me when I say it. So it means to actually make yourself bigger than you are. Kind of add a bit of seasoning, a bit of flavour to whoever you are, whatever you do. And I describe it as a career platform for students, graduates and young professionals. In fashion. In fashion, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. In fashion, keyword. Where did that come from? Because your your career, I mean, you're dressed, I mean, amazingly. So where did it all start? Like the idea? Yeah, so I landed my first industry job a month after I graduated, which was insane. And it was at my dream company, Burberry. What did you graduate in? I studied fashion promotion, um, which is 
all encompassing so styling writing photography comms market everything basically you learn everything and then you kind of specialize in something for your final major project yes yeah, so i was working at burberry and realized that as much as i love my job i didn't know what i was doing so i knew how to do the job but i didn't know how to navigate the industry how to climb the ladder ox for more money and how to be a really successful professional and I saw so many women around the building who were nailing it. And I was like, who taught them? Like, because there's no one teaching me. And had a bit of a look on the internet and spoke to people and no one else had support. So that gave me an idea like, perhaps I could do that for people. When you said you saw them nailing it, yeah. like, was it just the way they carried themselves, the way they oh, spoke? Everything. Like, really, yeah, yeah. Everything. There was one woman in particular. Like, you need to understand, I didn't do any internships. No one in my family really has like a corporate background. So me going into Burberry was literally a fish out of water. Yeah. University, I would say, was like my most formal training. And university is not the oh, office. Yeah, yeah. Not sure. not <laughs> so sure. yeah, it was it was I had so much to learn from how to dress in the office, how to behave in the office, how much to talk and how much not to talk, how to interact with people. And then things like email etiquette, telephone manner. So when I looked at these women who were, like I said, nailing it, it was everything down to how they spoke. There's one in particular, oh my god, she was a vision, literally did not even stutter when she spoke, so poised, so calm. And at that point she was, I think, the head of PR marketing so she'd worked her way up but like she just looked flawless dressed really well just, yeah there was a lot to take in um, and at that point I think I was like 21 or 22 so it was like how do I become like these people yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing so the idea popped into your head like talk me through how mm. you went about turning that into a business because yeah. it's a kind of it's one of those ideas that doesn't lend itself to like an obvious business of do you course know what I mean? yeah and that was my issue actually I didn't know how to turn it into a business mm. but I just knew that I had to do something so I left my job in December 2015 and I gave extra notice time two months notice so I was 100% sure that I knew I wanted to leave what I hadn't carefully considered was how I was going to set up the business and how I was going to make money, which is the most important bit. How was I going to make money? And not important because money's everything, but important because you can't sustain a business 100%. without finance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're um, literally like, you're talking to the girl that did exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> but I even think your idea was more clear than mine. I literally was like, I'm going to paid money to someone to create a website and on that website we're going to put our articles and obviously I will get sponsorship and obviously <laughs> I will have advertising and yeah. didn't even look into the numbers yeah. or how many like organic readers you need like nothing yeah. so yeah it was a very challenging slow climb still is actually but yeah got started at least I was gonna say <laughs> and do you know what though I just find it comforting that when you did this exercise yeah I, I don't it's that kind of going cold turkey right and just trusting yourself that you've got an idea yeah and you kind of once you do leave that job you've got to make it work and it's like That's having it. I guess the guts and kind of determination to just figure it out and trust yourself That's to figure it. it out and fumble your way through I think I enjoyed that bit the most because mm -hmm. I tried so many different things still am trying so many different things which gives you a very like I will never sit on a panel and speak about something I haven't gone through because I've been through so much of this business <laughs> and I can say mm, I can advise someone else to say try this try that try this because I've actually done it and I can say but when you do that do it this way when you look into this do it with this knowledge or so I'm grateful that 
I fell flat on my face <laughs> <laughs> because I can coach other people. So yeah. So what you got someone to do a website? Like, yeah. What else? So to lay that groundwork. Like how did you get your name out there? I networked like crazy. I went to events probably three to four nights a week I was out even now when I'm home for like more than three nights in the evening I'm like whoa wait hold on this feels good because <laughs> I'm just so used to being out in the evening so used to it so um I was out every event I was on it I'll go on Eventbrite every month I guess look at all the events happening in London some paid for some free some at universities some in shops that magazines have put on all types of things and I'll just network speak to people I didn't really know what I was speaking to them about I was just kind of there's a term I heard the other week like socialising the idea so just speaking to other people and seeing how they felt about oh, it I like that yeah I guess I was socialising the idea and building up my own name yeah. and just being super friendly nice yeah building up a network I guess what was it like in those early days when you were going to those events before you had anything to kind of show for yourself mm -hmm. like you do now because you really do the brand oh, does thanks. it stands on its own yeah like I don't know about you but I remember finding it so hard going from a job that I was really kind of proud of I knew oh how God, to explain yep. my old job yep. like you just saying I work at Burberry yeah it's like okay fair enough the girls they leave you alone yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but going from that to like what did you used to say oh my god that the exact words I can't remember but it was probably along the lines of I am running setting up a career platform yeah. just because everyone knows that there's such little help in the professional world full stop but in fashion even more so because there's so much pressure on you everyone will be like oh my god I need that yeah. oh I know someone that needs that oh I wish I had that when I was young mm -hmm. so even though there wasn't a solid idea everyone was sure that what I was creating was needed in the You're industry the yeah so I guess that's what kept me going you know the comments of other people and the kind of self-starter self-assurance that I had I'm very when I have an idea I don't really need many people to clap for me I'm yeah, just a yeah. bit like yeah, 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 believe yeah. in myself. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so talk me through how those like first few months progressed. Do you mm. remember like a turning point where you were like, okay, this is starting to work? I think every January is a new turning point for me. Mm. So it takes like a full nine nine months, <laughs> twelve months, uh. <laughs> <laughs> twelve months for me to be able to see progress. Okay. So the first year, not much happened. I created a YouTube channel, put out videos every week just talking, I guess trying to build a community of people that got it and... About what etiquette for phone calls? Oh my god, what? no, not even. <laughs> I spoke about anything. Like it actually wasn't related to the business, which is what I think career development should be about. And I feel like people have got it really wrong in that they focus only on career. And for me, I went to an Elaine Welteroth talk, she was the ex-editor of Team Vogue, and she was like, if you can't show She's up... She's Afro. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, 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 she's amazing. And she said, she like said it perfectly. If you cannot show up powerfully in your personal life, it's virtually impossible to sustain that power in your professional life. Mm -hmm. So you can powerfully show up in your professional life, but not for long. Because if your personal life is crumbling, yeah. You can put on that brave face for a while. 100%. Yeah, but it's it's, it's not going to last forever. That's why I, I guess, created the series of YouTube videos that just spoke about me as a person and what I felt young people were dealing with as a whole and, like, self-doubt. And, I don't know, just so many different topics. I can't even remember what I spoke about now, actually. But it was all to do with self. And 
once you get yourself in check, you are able to confidently go after your dreams. Mm -hmm. So I guess in hindsight, there was method to the madness. At the time, I just was just pouring out my heart and trying to, not even trying to be authentic. I was genuinely just getting behind the camera yeah. and being myself. And I suppose what that helped you lay a groundwork yeah. with so women and men. Mainly women, women yeah. yeah. That you're kind of aiming that at. Mm -hmm. And then is it that's when you brought the events in and kind of yeah. started monetizing it that way? I think my first event was in October of that year when I decided I was out to speak at an event and after that I was like I need to do this more often. Yeah. So my first proper event, which was actually my second ever event, was a four part series called I Have a Dream. And I think I spoke about my dreams first of all in a YouTube video. And then every month I did an event where it was themed around I Have a Dream. And then it was timed like 10 people. And I was fortunate enough to have friends in different companies. So my friend Ella worked at The Scene Group, which is a beauty PR agency. So they let me use their office to host that event. Um, another girl I know, Pilly, she has a nail shop in Highbury. So she let me use her nail store. So literally like every other week or so, I would just like sell tickets, get like 10 or 15 girls down. Yeah, and we'll just speak about our dreams and I'll like organize different activities and yeah. stuff. Someone once told me that like, you don't think you have a network until mm -hmm. you literally sit down and you just think, so-and-so works there, yeah. that might not, but they know that yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just suddenly you do know an accountant or, yeah, or someone that can give you legal advice. Yeah. Or, like you said, like venue spaces. Exactly. Because yeah. I know with the midweek mingles, I couldn't afford, I wasn't earning a single, like anything. Yeah. But I knew I wanted to bring the events in and then someone introduced me to someone that let, nice. let me go on a value exchange. And it's kind of like, yeah. it just, that. When you're determined enough and when you actually shift your mind from I can't and I won't and mm. it's impossible to I'm gonna find a way yeah. you find a way yeah. yeah literally you do I remember on the panel when we spoke about financing mm -hmm. it obviously given that you have taken like a big kind of you've walked away from a salary yeah you know what was your approach to kind of getting this off the ground how have you sustained yourself so I quickly realized that I had to brand myself as I won't say an influencer but just just as Dior just be myself and through that the business makes money doing whatever it does. So with the Junior Network subscriptions, I do a lot of talks, panels, host, and then I do guest lecturing at universities. And, and what, you put yourself out there? Like, as yeah. if you reach out and say, like, this is what I do, yeah. I'd be happy to talk for Yeah, I'll tell you how I started that, actually. Yeah. So with the universities, when the Peppy Talk website finally launched, that was in October 2016, so about... 10 months later and I sent masses of emails to loads of universities and just said hey we're on a campus tour we'd love to come to your uni free of charge speak to students and just tell them about this business we've created for them so some unis got back did that like, had an intern at the time we literally like drove around <laughs> took trains yeah so I started I went to like Hertfordshire UCA I think LCF couple other uni Condé Nast College and did that for free to start off with, just to, again, socialise the idea, tell the students that we exist. And then I made sure the talks were spectacular and the tutors would always see that the rapport I had with the students and they're like, oh, I would love for you to come back in. And that's when I'd like proposition them be like, oh, well, actually I can teach on networking. I can teach on confidence. I can teach on email etiquette, whatever. And then I'm like, that's when I start negotiating costs, prices and all that type of but stuff. But I think what's important there is that you were willing to do it for free first. Because I think like nowadays I'm all for knowing your worth mm -hmm. but I do think that there is something to be said about getting, getting in yeah and yeah. that's when yeah. you have then you kind of build up a kind of almost portfolio 
that becomes valuable absolutely that's when you can charge you absolutely. have to prove yourself yeah they don't know you from anywhere yeah. you can't yeah. just be yeah, okay now i'm charging you 500 pounds yeah. because like, i know uh, i'm why? good yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> doesn't yeah. make sense no that's amazing yeah. and then in terms of like your personal spend mm -hmm. uh, what was the phrase you used on the panel which one about, like the bills just came off your body or something oh literally the okay so obviously when you're working <laughs> when you're working you have a salary and you work it out that my travel card is this much blah 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 when you're working for yourself and you have no money instead of saying these are my expenses you kind of have to look around you and look at yourself and say which bills can i get rid of yeah and i had to get rid of all the bills on my body yeah. so <laughs> And people are going to be like, what? Yeah. But stay with me, I'm going to make it make sense. So I took off my, I used to do acrylic nails, took those off. That saves me, what, £20 a month? I used to get a weave done and that's like £70. No more weave, natural hair. Honestly, even at the moment, I haven't threaded my eyebrows since December. And it's not, that's, that's a cost that I can afford, it's £5. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> but you just, you learn to like work around these things. Yes, yeah, 100%. You, you're like, oh, actually, I don't need weave. My natural hair is fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I said on the panel, like I used yeah. to get my gels done every two weeks. And it's just like, but to me, I think last time I got them done was around Christmas. Exactly. Just as a little treat. Like, exactly. Santa's and if you, coming. That's it. If you ever see me with anything fancy, it's probably because someone's given it to me for free. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, my friend has just opened a nail salon, so, like, she's, like, letting me come in and do my pedicure. That was the dream contact. Right? And she, she's, like, come in every week, do your nails. So I had my nails done last week. I really appreciate that, though, because, like, my whole lifestyle changed when I launched this and it's like I used to not think twice about things like yeah. that and then it's yeah. like okay well no then they're, they're not essential but do you know what wasn't so bad for me so when you are an entry-level professional in fashion you're earning nothing yeah so I started my job on 18k which is one after student loan and tax and everything it's like 1250 a month nothing yeah. and then I got a pay rise which took me to 22 I think Right. And with every thousand you go up in salary, I think it works out to be about fifty pounds extra a month. Yeah, so that's two hundred pounds extra. So I went up from one thousand two hundred and fifty to one thousand four hundred and fifty. <laughs> Bearing my Easter card is like let's say one hundred and forty pounds. You need to buy food. You need to pay your bills. So I wasn't didn't have much to begin with anyway. Yeah, yeah. So cutting all the way back, I feel like wasn't that big of a deal it wasn't like i was getting five grand a month to yeah, now getting yeah. nothing so yeah you, fashion keeps you frugal <laughs> it really does it really really does but i always say i will never look like my problems that's another one of like my strap lines you will never i can i can happily speak about my problems because i'm confident that they will pass mm -hmm. but i'm never gonna look a mess because my life is a mess because if there's one thing that gets you out of a rut, it's like putting on a bit of foundation, some yeah. mascara, a good outfit, and being like, you know what? I dressed myself good today. That's <laughs> so good. Because like, I had a like pretty weird like start to the year. Yeah. And I really noticed just I looked grey mm. and miserable. Yeah, like, yeah, and I just yeah. remember going to meetings and kind of like forcing yeah. this like... The energy. Yeah, and just not feeling good at yeah. all. So, like, yeah, maybe I should have made it a bit more It's for everyone, though. Like, it's some like people... I can see the value in doing yeah. that. Whereas I think I was just like, eh, like... Okay, yeah. Like, I get that though. Yeah, I do have those times when I can't fake it. And you know what? As a human being, I don't think you should continuously be faking it because that, that is bad for your mental health. But um, it makes me feel better to just perform 
physically, like appearance-wise, perform at my highest standard. Absolutely, and yeah. given that it's fashion industry, like I yeah, like exactly, guess, there is a kind of pressure that comes yeah. from that as well. If you look good, people think your life's good. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about given the fact that you have? such good names on your events like you, you really have I think when that's another thing that makes you stand out is that you haven't done it half-heartedly yeah you, you know if you're going to launch a fashion event you've gone for the best in the fashion industry yeah. you've convinced them to kind of come on board how did you go about kind of positioning your brand from the outset as mm. worthy of them to join you do you know what when I first started we're going to jump. So I started the Junior Network and all the events that have the big names yeah. are under the Junior Network. Got so you. Pepe Talk is like, it's mainly university stuff that I do and people have gotten used to their names. They're like, oh, do you know that does Pepe Talk? Yeah. But the Junior Network, I started that in 2017 and that's a members club for young fashion professionals. And because I know what it's like to be, Burberry spoiled me basically because I went in right at the top. Best British company, <laughs> super like amazing glam flash. So I was like, oh, if I ever do anything, I want it to like exist on this like super luxe level, mm -hmm. but not in an intimidating way. Because when you're young, you're kind of scared of those kind of shiny events. So I wanted to still be me, bubbly, young, fun, but then have the best of the best so that we're respected. So how did I go about bringing these people on board? I didn't really have anything to show them. Didn't have a website for the junior network or anything. So I spent months stalking people healthily and... <laughs> not in the way that's taught. against the law <laughs> um stalking in the sense of going to events like if i so i wanted henry holland on the panel so i went to every talk he did made sure i sat front row always asked a great question wasn't like overbearing and oh my god i need you to do things for me just like chill nice yeah. and memorable the same with clara mercer who's like i think she's the communications director for the british fashion council went to all the events she did and just said hey i'm a want to start something up I'll let you know when it's like time so I don't force it down anyone's throat yeah. let them know Just about it gradually it. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so with that first set of like amazing panelists I kind of again socialize the idea yeah. and then from there once you've got a great set yeah, it's yeah. easy to get and then they 100%. recommend they actually asked the first set of panelists to recommend friends so that they were introing me to people who they like they would vouch, they would advocate for me yeah. without me having to do too much work yeah and then once I had two set of panelists who were fantastic and you've got pictures you can then 100%. yeah start. I think that's it it just snowballs then doesn't it and I think what puts people off is that initial then basically yeah. Yeah, yeah, or the yeah. initial idea that yeah. then you need to do but no that's amazing yeah exactly and I had to work around their schedule so like I initially wanted to do the first event in May it didn't work for them so I was like okay July <laughs> like I, I push it back because I know who I want I know how I want it to look so yeah you have to be flexible and I call it like pepper your stalk <laughs> so kind of um, yeah stalk people in a way that can't get you arrested <laughs> that's amazing and then I guess it's what passive income with the memberships yeah Perfect. exactly exactly yeah. so basically I was hosting events under Pepe Your Talk small events like I said 10-15 people then I started doing bigger ones and then I realised that I don't like this. Like, I don't like inviting people in, inspiring them, and just being like, now go and live your life with this information. Yeah. It just felt a bit 
it was going against what my original intention was to support people's careers yeah, and I feel like support is ongoing and consistent and there's evaluation as part of it and there's mentorship as part of it yeah. and people fall off so you need to get them back on track I'm so I was like mm, these are like one-off events just don't feel good I want to have a group a solid group who get to work with me for a year and that's enough time and not just work with me work with each other and get to meet senior professionals and get workbooks and workshops and have socials and make it a real thing yeah. so that it's 12 months of value not just come to this one thing pay what 25 30 pounds and go home now Bye. and it's all like it's online no it's physical oh my god really? yeah irl <laughs> yeah 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 it's all physical so i I've slowed it down a lot now because I'm rejigging everything, but I was literally hosting an event like every two weeks. So it's either a workshop, a panel, a dinner, uh, just too many things. Like, yeah. not too many because it was great for the girls, but for me organizing it, my brain was like, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to get like complimentary space and trying to get speakers and trying to get this. And yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. But. Mm of massive value to that audience oh my god they love it i love it well i think they love it i definitely <laughs> they love definitely it do. i mean rebecca tempo's been on this podcast yeah it? and she was the one that recommended Aww. you as like i remember doing some research with her for an idea that i'm working on yeah. and um we were just speaking about like brands that she admires right and you came up and, like she, yeah she's one of my girls yeah, yeah, one great. of the members yeah. so yeah actually i do think they enjoy it and that is where the joy actually comes in for yeah. me because I'm like, wow, if I was a member when I first started when I was 22, I would be enjoying it. So yeah. I hope they are. And the fact that they're telling me they are, that's, yeah, that's really, really nice. This podcast is sponsored by Zero Accounting Software, who proudly support female entrepreneurs and help business owners to see their finances clearly. For help in getting your business digital ready, visit xero.com. What have you found to be the yeah. hardest part of this journey so far? I think undoubtedly it's challenging the fact that sometimes I don't believe I'm an entrepreneur and I'm like, I'm just a creative. I just have good ideas. I'm just someone who can think about something and bring it to life. Am I someone who's commercially minded enough? Am I someone who understands the numbers enough? That is a constant battle, especially when you come from fashion where everything's supposed to be dreamy and sexy and fun. And that's mentally I've been trained and from university as well, because we weren't dealing with like real life facts and figures. It was like conceptual, yeah, yeah. think big. <laughs> so um, I guess it's the, the thoughts that kind of plague you that, oh, how would I ever make? Five hundred thousand one day. Like, yeah. how, do I know how to do that? Yeah. I can put. I can imagine myself putting on an event that five hundred thousand people come to because yeah. <laughs> this event will have this and that. Oh but gosh. how do I really make money? How, how do I scale? How, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's those kind of thoughts that I guess limiting self belief. Mm. But you walked away from your job to say the twenty fifteen. Yeah. We're now 2019, you're still going. So how have you kept yourself going? Like, Because that's obviously something that I think is, it's a common thread throughout these interviews. What's your advice to anyone that's yeah. sat here listening, thinking, oh God, yeah, that's me? So basically, I love learning. That's like something that I am really, it's one of my like core values, one of my core beliefs. And I've known that for a long time, but I've never really tapped into it. So I feel like if there's anyone listening that feels the same way, you need to tap into what your kind of superpower is, your value is. Mine is learning. So now I'm literally 
learning about business models about business i'm doing linkedin learning courses so i can strengthen that part of my brain and my understanding for you you may i don't know other ways because i'm literally can only think in the way i know how yeah. to do things but if you're different to that tap into the way you would teach yourself how to do something don't just allow yourself to sit in a space where you decide that you're not something and never explore it. Mm. So even though I don't feel like I'm a natural entrepreneur, I think I'm a natural creative, I'm going to teach myself how to be an entrepreneur because guess what? I don't want to go back to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but so, that's, that's it, isn't it? It's that reality yeah. of like, well, you kind of got to make this work because yeah. the alternative is to go back exactly. to Exactly. The There's no shame in going back to work. I would actually do a job part-time so I could learn something from that job. But again, for me, it always goes back to learning. Like, yeah. I we yeah. just want to be learning um so yeah i would just say to anyone like first acknowledge what your doubts about yourself are mm. write them down have it plain in front of you so that you can't lie to yourself anymore mm. and so that it doesn't torment you anymore confront it face to face and then figure out me as an individual all my talents all my skills all my know-how how am i going to look at this paper one day and say oh beat that yeah. i can do that now it's fine yeah. You know what I mean, so that's such good advice. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like I'm gonna go home, like later and just be like, right, look in the mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's so. Do you know? What? I kept a diary from the beginning. I don't do it so much now, and I need to. I'm just too lazy to write, mm. which is such an injustice to myself. Like, because I love looking back on my journey, yeah. but when I look at where I started to now, I'm just like, oh, I can do so many of the things I was worried about. Yeah, yeah. Or so many of the things I thought would never happen happen so easily. Yeah. And I also think like. I look back at those first few weeks of She Can, She Did and just, it is like that resilience game of like, you're so much stronger than you think. It's yeah. crazy. Like, I thought Absolutely. I worked hard before. I thought I was always confident in my abilities, mm -hmm, but yeah. now it's like, shit, like, yeah. I'm nowhere near I want to be. I can do this. But like, it's yeah. like, you get used to that kind of feeling of, I'm not where I want to be, but I can do it. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Just that daily. Yeah. Let's keep going. And there's no jumping. Like the reason why we have this thing called life, and the re yeah. reason why life is made up of minutes and seconds and hours and days, it's because it takes time to do things. Yeah. You cannot jump. Yeah. Like, literally. That's why I started this so because I was yeah. so fed up of seeing people make out that it was a glamorous no you, not like, at all or, you know confidence yeah. and fancy events no you've got no. to work shit really hard. you really have to work hard and that's when the rewards feel nicer mm. yeah yeah definitely yeah. any other challenges or like any kind of practical things gone wrong or so now i'm consciously taking a step back i've restructured everything so that i don't need to be as present in the business as much so that i can have time to think and to learn Literally the other day I was doing like a LinkedIn learning course on innovation. I was reading up on like the fashion industry, again the commercial side, how businesses are collaborating to make money and all this type of stuff. Because I reached a point where, I think it was in June, was it June this year? Yeah, June, July, I was so tired. And not physically tired, mentally tired because I couldn't, I could see how the dots were gonna connect to create this big thing that I want in future. And my keyword for the year was think big. It's on my vision board, think big. And I just couldn't see it. And it's like, what, you get to July? But that's my two big words for the year, think big. And I don't even know how to do it. So I was like, uh -uh, this isn't right. I need to pull, pull back, pull away from everything and spend time with myself, with God. Cause I am nothing without God, like, uh, psh, yeah. please. And figure out, not even figure out, but 
because figuring out sounds hard i don't think the journey should be hard i think it should be a discovery so i just need to go down enough paths mental paths educational paths inspirational paths to find what I really should be doing with everything. I hope I'm making sense. You 100% No, <laughs> I'm just thinking because you were spending so much time in the business. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Doing too many events, mm. just being present so much. Yeah. So now, I'm thinking, I'm 28 now. I'm just like, okay, one day I want to get married, I want to have kids, and I want to be there for them. And I can't, I can't be doing an event every two weeks yeah. when I've got babies at home. Like, it makes no sense. So I'm thinking about the overall lifestyle I want, which people don't think about. Yeah. And I was just saying to someone today that success ultimately is a feeling. You can have $300 billion in your account and not feel successful. That, exactly that. Like, I've interviewed women where I think they're successful mm. and you go and meet them and they're just, they, they don't feel it yet. Yeah, like, no, 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 yeah. it's a feeling. And I'm very conscious of that now because I've had some great wins this year and they felt really good and I'm just like but that's not enough mm. so now I'm just like what, wait what is success to me because one day I'll have all the money in the world and I don't want to be sitting there feeling empty yeah so I'm figuring out what that is for me what I want my life to feel like more so than what I want it to look like I want my life to feel really good for me I want to wake up and no matter how challenging the day ahead seems I still want it to feel good yeah. I still want it to be like well this is just that part fire of it. In your belly. literally yeah. Yeah. was it a difficult decision to step away from no. it no, not good. at all. Yeah. Not at all. Because again, I'm not concerned of how things look yeah. to other people. Yeah. I'm not living my life for other people. I know how I feel when I go to bed. So everyone can say, oh my God, you're doing amazing. Da, da, da. Equally, when you pull away and things aren't happening, they can come back and be like, but what happened? Yeah. None of that matters. Yeah. Like if you, because when I pull away, I feel good. And to other people, it looks like you're failing. To me, I feel good. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what other it, people it, think. It's such, a, it's such an important point to make though. Yeah. So like it does come down to... You. 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 It's weird though, uh, like I get to the end of each roadshow and mm -hmm. like obviously Cardiff ended last week yeah. and this week I just feel not fair, yeah, free again. Like yeah. I feel like I've got space to work on the business because for, even though it's only three and a half weeks, those roadshows, I just feel like all I can think about, I, don't, I can't compartmentalise, I'm like in the events. I'm the same. Yeah. I am the same. You get to the I end and you're like, oh, okay, let's, let's do long term planning yeah. again. People don't realise how emotionally draining it is to run events i did an event like i hosted a big event for a friend about three weeks ago and that was on a saturday night and i couldn't work again which sounds like the biggest exaggeration but i kid you not until the wednesday i was drained yeah. and one of my friends was like what do you mean you're drained like you yeah, I saw someone pulls a plug the day after the event i'm like yeah, i've got nothing I've literally, literally got nothing. i just replied to dms I'm yeah like, that's, that's it that's i can't day. even do that yeah. i just <laughs> because and it's purely because I think people don't realize that when you're in a room with so many people there's so much different energy mm. at play right and you are the host so your job is to control all that energy which means that you're taking it in and you're giving it out yeah you only I don't know if it's like spiritual exhaustion or mental or yeah. whatever it is there's just so much going on in that moment yeah. you're looking at the audience making sure they feel good okay the next question i ask has to be shorter because yeah. i need the answers to be snappy but you're also listening so you can ask a leading question whilst looking into the audience whilst dealing with energy mm. then people want to network off then come up to you and then you hear that the music suddenly changed you're like why is, why is the music literally like, you're trying to mingle yeah. and you're like oh okay the music just stop someone get on there after <laughs> my event i can't mingle yeah. people probably think i'm rude they probably think that like, this girl she acts like she's so bubbly and 
fun, but she's not. And then she's like, bad. Yeah, I literally have to just be like, hi, you okay? Thank you so much for coming. And then move on to the next person because I do not have the energy. Like, it's anyway, so I'm happy that I've slowed everything down now. And I love events, don't get me wrong. I love hosting. Oh, real life interaction is everything for me, but it takes it out of me as well. So, yeah, figuring things out. And I don't doubt that life will be fine the thing is though is that like you know when you just meet people and you just know they're going to figure out like yeah. you're you're like that you know I, I just think like yeah this is this is the best decision you could have made because yeah. you're going to come back fighting and i just Absolutely. love it Thank and i'm like you, I, you know I'm just, I'm just ready for it can't like, wait to see what comes yeah. next yeah but it is it's just that take as much time as you need and then it's yeah game on that is it that is yeah. literally it. as long as i can just keep paying my bills Keep life running, keep my car running, that's my main problem. Every time the red light comes on, I'm like, really? I know, I know. I get so angry at my car sometimes. What does downtime look like? I do not struggle with balancing my social life and my business. I don't yeah. struggle at all. The one thing I can do better is maybe call people more, check up on them, because mm. I'm so... Like, I can't have a WhatsApp conversation. Don't WhatsApp me, ever. I'm, I'm so I don't have time to sit there and be going back and forth waiting for you to respond to that. I, I don't have time. I've got, I've got my best friend's handy to um, organise, and I literally, like, everyone's like, so you're going to set up a WhatsApp group? Hell no. no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to tell you guys yeah, yeah. what we're doing. I've and... literally got an uh, inbox folder in my inbox, and I will email them all individually. Yeah. Um, I'd much rather that, like one on one, than pinging through constantly. Oh my god, I can't. No. I cannot do it. <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah, downtime is almost every day actually. I have like some chill time, watch Netflix read a book, chill with friends, try not to do anything on Sundays. I'll just like go to church, go to my sisters afterwards, or go to a restaurant with like my family, just chill, eat. One of my friends, I speak to her every single day, like three times a day. My life isn't constantly busy, which is a good thing as well. Like I'll have weeks where it's super busy and then other times where it's quite chill. Yeah. So I don't struggle with work-life balance. Yeah, yeah and I don't want to struggle with it. I think yeah. that's another thing I was quite conscious of from day one. I don't think it's attractive to be like, I look at some women and I'm just like... You're too busy. But I think they like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? It's that wearing it as a... It's like a badge of honour oh, or something. Yeah. I just like... Yeah. No, I don't want that. And there was a time. It was weird. There was a time when I was like, I'm not busy enough. Yeah. And at the time, my boyfriend was like... You sound dumb. Yeah. And I was like, what? He was literally like, that's the dumbest thing I've heard. He's like, busy doing what? Yeah. If you can get what you need to do done and still have time for yourself, why are you complaining about that? It's just such a weird one. Because I feel like there's sometimes going to be concentrated periods yeah. where you have to put the work in. Absolutely. But equally, that's not sustainable. No. So it's just making sure that you get that balance. Honestly, right. like I was saying, okay, if you read the Bible, the world was created in seven days but on sunday what did god do rested yeah rest <laughs> you've got to rest rounding up then mm -hmm. going forward what do you envisage what's the word i'm going for envisage i don't know what I do i know. see for the future yeah there we go <laughs> so i still want to do a lot of in-person things because I think it's important for people to have face-to-face -face interaction. So I want to do bigger events. I want Peppy to talk or the junior network, or maybe even something I create next, who knows, to be the number one go-to careers platform in fashion. Mm -hmm. That is my unmovable goal. Like, no matter what happens, that's still where we're trying to head to. I want to build something 
that lives online. So like a platform, a platform slash program, which will take a lot of money. So investors, if you're listening. Hi, <laughs> me too, by the way. <laughs> Over here, you guys. <laughs> we need some money. Oh, yeah, so I want to do that. So I want to have a strong IRL presence with yeah. amazing big conferences. And then I want to have something techie that does the job in a human way mm -hmm. and really adds value to young professionals lives value is my keyword literally mad because that's basically that's me for young female founders yeah um, and like it's literally those two goals Wicked. Sure, like the face-to-face -face thing bigger events yeah and that online platform yeah thing, literally and i feel like that's the future yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you look at every business that's what they're yeah, doing yeah, yeah. but it's making sure that like that online platform still is human yeah exactly I, I, there's nothing worse than when you know like don't get me wrong i think ai is crazy clever mm -hmm. but you know when you know you're talking to a, a robot it's just oh. like oh come on like at least tweak it so it sounds a bit human <laughs> oh, there's so, it's crazy because there's so many like bots chat bots online that i didn't realize were people yeah, yeah. until one of my friends was like no it's yeah. a chat bot like yeah. it's basically like through automation they're guessing what you're going to say I next and that's yeah. and I was like, there's oh. nothing worse than a, a stupid robot oh, though i'm like God. mate i'm not saying that Can yeah, you just yeah. <laughs> i can't remember there's a brand that's i can't remember which brand it is but it their one is like works. flawless it works so oh, well really? i thought it was a human so she was like how can it be a human yeah and i was like okay. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah. rounding up i've got some quotes i start you finish yeah Being my own boss means commanding my life and finding my purpose and maximizing on that love that if it's not quite going to plan my advice would be to pivot so keep one foot down use the other one to turn a bit love that <laughs> if i could go back to day one of my business i'll tell myself to create a serious business plan and take it to a few people who have done something similar so they can iron out all the wrinkles mm. so i love that advice but then i also think that you have got to where you are today because you didn't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I do. You fumbled and like, yes, it's yeah. taken so much longer, but yeah. you've learned no. shit like you've done along the way. I get that, but yeah, no. at the same time, there's two ways to do things in life, right? So I am a firm believer that everyone has a purpose, everyone has a destiny, mm. it's already out there. And no matter what you do in life, you will be rerouted back. So it's like, for example, if you are in a car, your sat nav says turn right, you go left, it will reroute you, but it'll take you longer. Yeah. So I feel like there is also a lot of wisdom in doing things properly the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like no, just, it's, I mean, just, it's so true. <laughs> I think I'm trying to like make myself feel better about yeah. that. <laughs> I, I don't didn't plan. Do you know what? Don't feel bad about it because I guess that's, you're that's doing something it, next feel like with that knowledge. Yeah. yeah. I think there's something like really powerful when you do look back and you connect the dots and you realise that that led to this that. led to and this that, to yeah, this yeah. to that but then yeah. also yeah plan and do it that's why life is because no matter how much we mess up there's always lessons yeah, in it we'll figure it out yeah, yeah 100% god we're so wise today. I know <laughs> if I had to describe myself as a businesswoman, I'd say that I am I am the boss you'd like to have who you would want to work hard for but who would also understand you as a person yeah. and understand that you're not what you do and that before whatever you do for me, you are a human being with your own values, passions, interests in life. I love that. Yeah. And very lastly, I want my legacy to be that. I want my legacy to be that I didn't just start something, I ended something. So whatever my, to be the number one platform in fashion, yes, but I want us to end the lack of knowledge, lack of inspiration, lack of, I guess, education in the fashion industry and change the trajectory for so many young people to come. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to She Can, She Did. If you fancy being a complete star and doing your good deed for the day, please feel free to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes to give the She Can, She Did series a little boost and help others to find it. You can also attend the Midweek Mingles, the She Can, She Did event series for female founders and aspiring female business owners, featuring a whole lot of business inspiration and the all-important GNTs in equal measure. For more information and to book your ticket, head to www.shecanshedid.com. I would love to see you there.